Ile behind me. Do the do Brits say Ile? Ile? Ile. They say It's a bloody blue Ile. <laughs> it's a bloody blue Ile. In it. Why don't they say H why do they, why don't they say H's and why do they pronounce it H? What's going on over there? I don't know. Marty's all over me. And Pihar. <laughs> <laughs> the other listeners are gonna be very excited about that. <laughs> My dogs are all over me. Oh no. Jesus. Okay. Do you need to go to your place? Can I tell you about a video that I saw on TikTok and can we do a little exercise right here? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to get this right because I saw this once like a couple weeks ago, but... Is this another uh, autism test? No. Oh, okay. This is very woo-woo psychology though. Great. Okay. All right. Now I need you to close your eyes and then hold out your hand. The one not holding the microphone, I suppose. And hold it, like, palm up. You're not... Okay, there you go. You're doing it. I was waiting to hear directions. Okay. And then I want you to imagine your hand grasping an object. Okay. And holding on to that object. Should I mime it? Uh, You can just picture it. Okay. What sort of object? Well, Well... is this part of the test? This is part of it. Is like, what object do you picture in your <laughs> in your hand being placed in oh, your hand? Oh yeah. <laughs> so okay, <clears throat> I'm, I'm holding an object. Awesome. That's the whole thing. What's the object? <laughs> it's a symbol. It's a. It's it's symbolic of what what you want in life. And I tell you what the object is. I mean, I guess you don't have to. Oh, I was holding a sword. A sword. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. I did this a couple weeks ago, and what I was holding in my hand was a microphone. Whoa. Yeah. We need to we need to train trade <laughs> occupations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got a new job recently, and it's a uh, knight. Yeah. <laughs> Sworn like, protector of the. Like I don't want a sword. The freaking kingdom yeah. so you you want to you want to fight i don't well is you're ready really to fight. I, or it could it could it mean you're looking so, sometimes okay dr freud a sword is simply a sword what if i just want a sword no well, i do want to fight thing, let's go yeah you're looking for do you remember when i want to be a knight protector well do you remember uh when uh breed did the tarot readings yeah. on January for or I guess New Year's Eve. Yeah. For this year. Mm-hmm. Remember mine was like swords. Oh. And about the big there's like a huge conflict in your future. Oh, interesting. You know, and everyone thought it was looking at us with like yikes. <laughs> <laughs> but perhaps a labor fight. Yeah. I mean, we went on a strike for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I imagine that's what it's gonna be. I'm probably not gonna do something like that ever again maybe 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 know. you'll become a labor activist yeah i'll go to, just go around places going on strike all the time yeah not the best way to make a living i don't think <laughs> <laughs> that's okay well, that was a fun that was a fun one uh it's probably hard to repeat like i can't t- say you you do it now well i already told you what mine was yeah but you can't but like imagine a different thing Oh, no, what because what I wanted is a microphone. Oh. I want a voice. Well, here you are. I'm here to fulfill your dreams. <laughs> um, Sounds like Ben is, uh, you know, stuck in traffic or something on the way back from... Our homeland? I think he was for, from our homeland. <laughs> uh, he was in Wisconsin this last week, this weekend. Lucky duck. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he has a harder time getting home from Wisconsin than we do, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Planes, trains, an automobile. Probably. Probably all three. Unless there's, I assume some sort of tram is involved. Yeah, that's true. Probably at the airport. Mm-hmm. When was the last time we fly, flied, <laughs> flew? We It was probably last summer for, or no, 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 last uh, uh, fall. Yeah. For the, the Florida. Florida wedding. 
yeah. And I was thinking about that today. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, not the wedding, the flight, <laughs> the situ- <laughs> the flight situation, and the time before that was bad. And I just think flights are 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 done now. I think the era of of uh you know you get to fly and it's reasonable is over. If it ever was, I'm old now. I don't know, but I do think for a while you could reasonably expect to get somewhere in an airplane and it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Yeah, it does seem to be be it often bad. Thank you. You know what? We're replacing Ben. You're you're here permanently cuz Ben would never agree with me on that. He, I have I had an impulse to not agree with you on it, but then I decided <laughs> I would I would I would budge a bit. We should get the resident travel expert on. I think the travel expert is having you're talking about Ben? No. Oh. Your brother. Oh, right. Yeah. Ben likes to position himself as the travel expert. So, oh, you simply, you simply, I think. It, it, Have it's, your it's, employer pay for yeah. all <laughs> It comes down flight. to that. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I, uh, there's luck involved for sure. And also forces of evil. Perverts. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Perverts of evil. Well, I'm not going to say it. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I thought speaking of perverts. Speaking of perverts, uh what which queue is it? Do you know which queue we're in? Uh no. Hmm. I think probably Q three. Probably. Why? Because um I think it's about time to do a quarterly update on the state of media. The state of our media consumption. Okay. I was going to do, speaking of perverts, we watched Tar. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, speaking of perverts, and then went a completely <laughs> other direction. Yeah, we watched Tar. You think Tar is a pervert? Is that your take? Yes. I don't know. I didn't put it together until later that that's not even her name. Lydia? Yeah. Lydia Tar? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think she is? A pervert? Yeah. <laughs> uh or what is what did you think of the movie alternative question well no let's get into the let's get into the pervert question it's it's pervert hour on dr skeleton's art school please no thanks for coming on the show zoe it's pervert hour uh no okay i think you could maybe describe her behavior as perverse in it i was the moment i keep thinking about in that movie is when she threw up i assume after she came out of the massage parlor i was trying to think through why did she throw up what was she disgusted by what was that moment about i don't know ambiguous it is it is ambiguous that's a that's a really good point because presumably we're it's it's in response to what we just saw right like it's do we need to do any filling in on what the movie is and what happened in it in the plot or anything not probably not who no one listens to this. <laughs> okay. Uh but there's a I'm gonna do a little bit. There's a conductor and she's a conductor of the Berlin Orchestra, but she also like exploits a lot of people who are under her power. Uh and she gets a little disgraced and then or a lot disgraced. She gets me too'd. She gets me too'd and cancelled. And then she goes overseas to a different country. I don't what country was it? It's Japan, I think. She's living in Osaka. Isn't that I what think she about? said somebody was flying in from the composer might have flown yeah, in from geez. Osaka. Okay. And so I thought it maybe Japan, but yeah, I don't know. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> goes to some country and then To be fair, I thought Berlin was New York the whole fucking movie <laughs> too, so it's not, I can't tell white people countries apart either. <laughs> but yeah, and she's also into women, which is relevant for this part where she goes to like a massage parlor and they tell her to choose a woman for a massage slash sex work, I'm assuming. And I think that's the implication. Yeah. Or like, and they're all numbered perhaps. and she's like, I just pick a number and then it cuts to her on the street throwing up yeah yeah so the movie does uh the editing of this movie is really interesting 
I thought, mm-hmm. where, yeah, th- we, it would make sense that why she's throwing up is because what, you know, is, is like the shot previous. Like we sort of see like, oh, this is her reaction to what the, the previous shot was, which was, you know, her in the fishbowl, as they said, like uh, picking out a, a masseuse. Well, is she disgusted by the treatment of the women who work there? I don't think that what I'm saying it. is perhaps that like there there's plenty of moments throughout the movie that uh like kind of cut it's th- there's a lot of stuff that's told in montage that doesn't present as montage there's uh you know like you know she cuts back and forth between New York and Berlin kind of without seeing like a travel uh you know I don't know that she does <laughs> I don't know that that happens Though she does cut to the other country without showing travel. Sure. Okay. Then it didn't. The the point is but, that yeah. I think that I think my, my point still stands that there's montage that I'm presenting as montage, and so there could be something. How is it montage then? If it doesn't present as montage, what's the definition of montage? Sorry, I'm getting sidetracked. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm using the word wrong, but um. Just that, like maybe there's the time jump, or that that this oh, okay. that the thing that happened right before doesn't nece- isn't necessarily the thing that uh, immediately preceded it. Gotcha. So I'm guessing. I'm, I guess what I'm trying to get at here is that you know, maybe she was so repulsed by the the maybe she was repulsed by whatever massage set with whatever the massage parlor was doing in there, and then it, and she was vomiting based on what we just saw, or maybe she got went and got the massage and whatever else came with it and then she was she threw up right afterwards i think i don't think that's necessarily what happened yeah but the way you phrased it initially made me consider that for the first time i am wondering if it's meant to be like she's like i can just pick pick a number and then that was like so easy and she's throwing up because of all she's lost in order to like have sex with other women other than her wife, when she could have just flown to the other country and gotten it. Like, I don't know, is she throwing up at how far she's fallen or something? Those are kind of two different things. Mm. But that her whole, that it, that it, it, that is the most, like, uh, that at its, that at her, at, at its most basic, that's what she's been doing this whole time anyway. As as Sharon told her, every relationship you've ever had is transactional, mm-hmm. and that uh, this whole all all of the layers of pretension that she you know le- that she you know adds on to herself and her whole persona by changing her name from Linda to Lydia and uh, you know writing sundries instead of like you know <laughs> s- stuff on uh-huh. her notebook and all of these other like you know, stacks and stacks of, you know, navel gazing and all of that, uh, that really all she's doing this whole time is this, you know, it's the same power dynamic, whether she's the, yeah she's an EGOT, uh, at the, at the head of the Berlin orchestra, you know, I guess, uh, manipulating a, a new cellist or, you know, just flying to, wherever she was <laughs> <laughs> and paying for a sex worker. Yeah. And she just sort of realized, oh, this is exactly what she's been doing the whole time. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that that tracks. It's interesting. I thought the the uh, the, the the um the framing of a lot of the conversations in it, or like the the cinematography of it all was super fascinating to me. You thought it was Dune. There was Dune vibes in it. Okay. I thought it was more interesting in some ways than Dune, like the framing, whatever. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Dune. Yeah. But almost because Dune is such an unfamiliar landscape, whatever, Mm -hmm. there needs to be a little bit maybe more familiar styles of coverage or just, it was still, had these really like wide, uh, horizontal compositions mm-hmm. that were cool in Dune, but Tar, I think, there's similar like lighting and color palettes. I thought in in Tar, that's that's kind of what got me. Like overhead lighting. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, 
Which is your enemy. What? Which is your enemy. Overhead lighting. I mean, in general, like in, in, in rooms, whatever. But when you light, when you actually have a, you actually light it right, and it's fine. <laughs> you can't just turn on a fluorescent. That, that's not what was going on in Tar. <laughs> they just turn on fluorescent tubes. They had the, uh, I don't know, the big round light. But yeah. they but they would like shoot conversations really far away, <laughs> you know, like yeah, uh, they'd be like you wouldn't just get standard standard coverage of conversations. Yeah. They'd be like way down in the front of the uh the auditorium or whatever, and you'd just see them from behind, or they'd be on the other side of the the desk, and like I don't know, like it was it was it was really interesting the way that they they filmed it. Yeah. Have you watched any like behind the scenes things about it or anything? No. I heard the thing I've heard about it is that um so the director, Todd Field, or Todd Fields, I don't know. I haven't heard of him before. Um very interested to check out his other work, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh apparently he uh he's not a musician or wasn't any like any serious like, musician or whatever, but he was uh he decided, Oh, I want to write a movie in the in this world and so like just sort of i mean and then just researched it and wrote it and like you know and i guess the response the the reaction to people who are in the world is like it's uncanny how spot on Mm, (laughs) it is um which is i think that's cool to just be like that is cool i don't know anything about this world and i'm like who the fuck cares i'm gonna write something about it anyway and basically tear it to shreds in some ways I'm I bet I mean part of the research he probably did like first what is a what am I trying to say? I wanna say first hand, but just like direct Oh sure. Yeah. With people. But I bet there is something about having that a little bit of distance from it where like somebody in mm. it would maybe wanna romanticize it more or like blur out. Yeah. Or yeah, I don't know. Take like a hard hitting look or focus on different things it would get too wrapped up in the or i could see how it could easily get the the the, the setting could get too in the way of it or yeah. you know like you get too like oh it is about Mahler's fifth and actually like make it about Mahler's fifth when like that's mm-hmm. not what this is about like it treats it with the proper yeah distance like you said and like honestly seems like some condescension <laughs> uh-huh. in there i don't know like there I'm, I'm sure i don't know maybe, like i think the, the the music can still be good maybe but like maybe the two all the 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 talking about the music all the talking about yeah and all of the like no 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 it needs to feel it's it you you know the music too well it needs to be a little bit rougher kind of just like all these like uh composer like bullshit things i wonder if it's also commentary on you know, director directors mm. too <laughs> interesting you know, have, have some of that yeah um and then to have the uh movie the credits is like a really like um i almost want to say like vulgar trap song like mm. just just like straight up like stripping away the, the, the whole movie yeah like there's no there's no uh or all music is diegetic throughout it the whole time. And you know, Kate Blanchett is like uh you know or you know uh directing the symphony and she's hearing all of these different sounds in her world and is like being a genius the whole time. You're like, "Oh, I hear the sirens of the German police cars. I'm going to incorporate that into my next composition." And then like playing and like treating everything like I don't every sound is so like carefully considered and like oh it's it's all weaving this larger tapestry that is so you know complicated and um ethereal and constantly like taken for granted how you know uh how important it all is uh and you know like mm-hmm. everyone's wearing bow ties and stuff you're like well you know really you know Beethoven was really quoting Mozart. Oh, you know, can't believe that sound that would make me all this. And then to have mm-hmm. the the credit song just be like a straight down the middle, just like bump trap music with like almost like a dubstep drop is uh-huh. really cool. Like just the the contrast between the high and the low there. I think mm. it's almost the a, a a good like thesis statement in and of itself. Yeah. The more I think about it, the more I like the movie. I. W- 
was thinking about how they kept referencing the Accordion Institute. And I was like, Accordion Institute? But it's like four directors or something. But then it turns out she does play the accordion. <laughs> and she started out playing the... And that is funny, I think. And like, accordions aren't in the orchestra. Why? But like, she couldn't play the accordion in the, in the orchestra, so she became <laughs> the conductor. Like, what? what is that about, do you think? I don't know. I don't know what the... Maybe the accordion... <laughs> institute is real and it's not accordions yeah she did happen to play accordion but they also said but she I was like it was, a, i thought it was her pianist. institute oh it was maybe. like she ran the accordion <laughs> <laughs> that is funny but maybe i misunderstood that well no there i mean there are all the photos of her playing the accordion and but you don't get that until the end. Yeah. You don't know. Oh, that. true. And then she like plays, she's playing it to annoy the people next door. Uh-huh. And like, she like That's devolves true. into her former self of the accordion player. I bet, you know what? I bet you're right. And I bet that is, is the designed <laughs> uh, experience you're supposed to have is like me, the, you know, NPR listening, New, New Yorker reading, like audience member is going to, uh, you know, not along with like, oh, of course, yes, the Accordion Institute. And then you find out it's just like it's a bunch of weird owls like at the end being like, yeah, we're the Accordion Institute. We have a bunch of accordions. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, good movie. I thought the, I thought the ending was good too. Um, yeah, the like last image kind of thing. Yeah. Well, okay, so you have the thing with her throwing up and then she comes to this orchestra and she's treating it with great care and the similar pretension yeah, she, she kind of like, needs that she needs that like this is um important work important and like sophisticated yes and then she's like talking to the people of the orchestra and she's like we need to think about the composer's intent with this piece and then at the very end you see that it's like a live soundtrack of some a video game or something yeah some like like some final movie. fantasy style yeah, yeah. thing i don't know what it was because that's all the work she can get i guess yeah after being me too real but. slam on like i guess video game composers i guess but whatever. no i just, uh, from the i don't know yeah 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 um seemed like more fun though to go see that than. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. I think I it's fun to go to the symphony. Yeah. It's fun to. Be. I don't get. I don't. I. I don't get the whole. I don't know. The. You're not gonna be the woman having an orgasm at the symphony. Did that happen? Oh, you didn't hear about that story? No. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> I mean, it happened. I feel like a month ago or something. Like somebody made like audible orgasming noises. Somebody busted in... at the at the at the symphony. Yeah. Yeah where i think in new york oh it's annoying or whatever i don't know <laughs> that's not you it's not me well no i mean like i, I could get into the music probably not that into it but <laughs> the uh i don't know like the the adam gopnik interview kind of thing like tar on tar i probably wouldn't be like buying her biography and like getting into the oh yeah like, oh wow what a genius conductor mm-hmm yeah i'm sure like but i'm also over here being like you know what a genius director i don't know but But maybe that is a commentary on directors or something because i'm a i don't know who directed anything person which i feel like is maybe not i mean things break through and you know who direct things but i feel like you know more and pay attention to more directors than the general population it's a good check on making sure not doing too much. What is it like the great men of history type thing where you kind of like lionize, you know, individuals to an outsized extent. Mm-hmm. There's some sort of, I don't know, you make people heroes just like to give yourself, I don't know, easier narratives or something like it's a more interesting story for some reason to say like, uh, can you believe that um, I almost called Werner Herzog Warren Zevon. Um, Don't know who the second guy is. 
Isn't that the werewolves of London artist? No idea. Okay. <laughs> but I believe you. All right. Uh but like it's it's attempting to tell yourself that like Werner Herzog like through the strength of his is his will and you know his singular vision, you know, uh made the the uh the wrath of God like or whatever that fucking movie's called. Um like he just sort of manifested it. Everything okay? Yes. Okay. You like looked above <laughs> my head like someone walked into the room. That was really scary. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I got distracted by the acorn basket that I bought today and I started thinking about where I want to put it on the shelves. <laughs> Well, you're talking about Werner Herzog. I'm sorry. <laughs> Very nice. Oops. No, that's this is the prop. This is the proper <laughs> way to be on a podcast. Yeah, but yeah, whatever. It's like tempting to be like, oh yeah, you know, that one guy did it all and all that. But it's really like, no. Nah, I mean, you have to have like other people involved. I don't know. This yes. actually might be a good uh, transition. I know you you dropped out of it, but I want to talk about Project Greenlight. Yeah. So, uh, Project Greenlight is back on air. It, it used to be a show that I think Matt Damon and Ben Affleck ran. That they were like gonna choose choose a a, a young director, up and coming director, an aspiring filmmaker, and you know give them the resources that uh, they need to make a their their breakout feature, first de- debut feature film. Did Matt Damon and Ben Affleck then star in the films? No. Oh, okay. They produced it. They were producers. That's that's fair. Yeah. It'd be cool if they starred in it, though. (laughs) But continue. The unfair advantage. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. You're giving them them resources. That that would be like what the breakout thing is like. I mean, I just got fucking Matt Damon in my shit. Yeah. People watch... People watch... Matt Damon's been doing a lot, I'll say, is... Brief sidetrack. He's been in a lot of things. Over the years? And recently. Yeah. I feel like every other movie I see, Matt Damon's in it. Really? There's like Oppenheimer. Yeah, Oppenheimer is the most recent. <laughs> Anything else? Oh, I guess this wasn't made recently. Never mind. We watched that movie with uh the crime the crime movie where they uh with Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, uh, The Departed, the, yeah. The Departed. The Departed. Yeah. Departed. So we would just watch those close together, and so that's why I think Matt Damon's He's in, in all these movies. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Anyways, Project nice. Greenlight, reboot. Yeah, it's back. Issa Rae, yes. Kumail Nanjiani. Yeah, they are the producers. They are the Matt Damon and Ben Affleck's. Does Kumail come back? And He randomly showed up in the latest episode just to kind of like swollenly walk around a little bit. <laughs> He looks insane. Poor guy. I feel terrible for him. I mean, he's like so jacked. Maybe he li- he must like it because you don't have to. You don't have to stay like that, do you? Or like I don't know. That's crazy though. Yeah, it's weird. He does not look normal. <laughs> well, anyway, sorry. I, anytime I bring up, I feel bad because I do like Kumail. <laughs> No, it's okay. I don't. It's weird. Not a hater. Yeah. But like, holy shit, you look like a freak. No. no. Um, I'm just jealous of something. I don't know. What if I What if I started taking steroids? <laughs> Should I start taking steroids? No. Oh, okay. I don't think that's good for your health. I don't think so either. You don't You don't wish that I looked like uh the the primal guy who eats chicken livers and milk? What's that? The liver king? I have no idea who you're talking you don't know about, about the liver but no, I do not wish yeah. you looked like him. That's funny. Uh, girl internet is different than boy internet. Yes. Liver King is all over boy internet, or at least was for a while. Oh. Anyway. Is that anything like Salt Bay? No. <laughs> okay. Don't think so. All right. Uh, yeah, okay. So the new, <laughs> the new reboot of the movie, or the, the show, Project Greenlight, same concept that like the... The directors or the the, the Issa Rae and Kumail, they're gonna pick uh, an up and coming female director this time because apparently there had not been any female directors chosen in the past. Mm-hmm. They're picking an upcoming female director. They're gonna give them the resources 
to make their you know breakout feature film and they're going to be they're going to mentor them throughout the process and you know they're going to actually make a movie along the way and release the movie and um so that's what they did i'm only a few episodes in uh the movie's out it's like on hbo and all that i haven't i haven't watched the movie movie looks bad oh no uh it's called gray matter um and the show is super did you watch the show originally no i'm really i want to go back and watch it now though yeah because i don't know i wonder if they changed like the format yeah i mean i know that's the concept right the concept but like how they how they how the episodes are produced Mm. like is it the same sort of reality show problem with that we're gonna talk about this episode that would be interesting yeah Yeah. um because yeah it feels very reality show but also you can tell that it is I'm, i'm not gonna say this very well but like it's real because what they're do turning in reality show heightened drama about is like we're waiting for Miko to respond to our email. Yeah. And she took all weekend to respond yeah. to our email kind of thing where just like this is boring yeah. kind of I mean but it's like stressful. It's yes, exactly. It's stressful it feels like because work. It's, it's someone's someone's trying to do their job. Yeah. <laughs> it seems my so It's like if if you had a camera crew while you're like trying to do your job yeah. and like somebody's watching me dick around on my phone <laughs> and then like she was dicking around on her phone yeah yeah what is she even doing mm-hmm. I, I expected her to be done with this project but yeah if some project green lighted my <laughs> like the way that i'm like at work i'm just yeah it'd be the most boring show of all time yeah but um i guess why I wanted to bring it up and my sort of impression that I'm gathering as it's going is that this, I, I don't think I would want to do that, you know, as like, as a filmmaker myself, you know, maybe someday I'll get to the point where I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm ready to be like, take the next step and be, you know, uh, I would love to be a feature film director. All I need is my shot. Mm-hmm. And then it, you know, like, oh, I could, maybe, maybe I could be on the, like, we're doing Project Greenlight for Dudes again. Like, let's, <laughs> let's open, <laughs> open, open up the call. Uh, do any dudes want to, want to make a movie? <laughs> I don't think I would ever submit my name to something like that. Yeah. It seems like a really bad deal uh, because the. You don't actually get that much resources. The resources, exact, the resources, they give them $3 million to make a movie, which I don't have $3 million to make a movie. I'm not saying like right. that's chump change. For making a movie, it's chump change. Yeah. That's like basically no money to make a movie. Yeah. There are... And I they like, like try and hire people and they're like, no, I don't want to do it for that much. Like I yeah. need more money. Yeah. And so they can't actually like hire all the people. That, it's not actually... Right. I mean, it is something, but... I think if I ever got to the point where I was like, where I was at that stage where I was describing, where like, I've got like a script that I'm super passionate about. I'm, you know, ready to take the next leap. Like this, like I want to go for broke on my, uh, you know, my, my first feature film. Like, I think this is going to be like the story that I can tell that I'm ready to, ready to go for it. There are less humiliating ways to get through million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean like literally just like, go to going to production companies and stuff or i don't know yeah. like you could make a make a short version of it make a sizzle reel or something like shop it around try to sell mm-hmm. it like sell the script things like that and like you you can get three million dollars to make a movie if you try hard mm-hmm. it's yeah i don't know would not do it to be on a tv show where they it seems like they just hung this director kind of out to dry yeah a little bit i feel really bad for the director that they chose uh-huh um like the 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 show starts and then immediately Issa ray's like oh shit i got cast in the barbie movie so i'm not gonna be around ever again yeah <laughs> i'm gonna be like filming barbie and uh kumail 
is even less involved. <laughs> he just randomly wanders into the third episode to be like, so what's up? Uh-huh. And then the rest of the producers at Issa Rae's production company are basically mad at her for not, I don't know, emailing them back soon enough. Yeah. And uh, they there's this weird dynamic where like they want to, they say, we want to, you know, support your vision and mentor you and help you out with all these decisions. And uh, they and they're also like very frustrated with her that like, you know, Miko's not coming back with uh, ideas. She's not uh, she you know, she identifies that there's problems with the script, but she's not saying like, how do we solve them? She's taking some forever to, you know, work the drafts. It turns out forever is like three days. Yes. Also insane that they didn't just have just like have a script. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> like a like a finished script before you start the thing um but uh yeah anyway but so anytime that she does like have like a strong opinion on something like she really wanted this one you know uh production designer and and they were like they immediately try to unconvince her of something of it yeah yeah (laughs) it was it was literally that i mean they made it they made an interesting argument about that 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 like yeah uh if this is your shot and this is the thing that makes you blow up you're gonna be an economy in and of yourself that the uh it, like you want to take the block with you i think is what they said you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. where like that's what you know Issa ray did um she was able to you know give jobs to a bunch of people who like weren't seen in the industry before and so you know and now's your chance to like you have the resources to hire you know kind of people give you know maybe some other people a chance yeah and miko's like I don't know. I just like the I kind of like the white guys <laughs> stuff. Um, yeah. Anyway. But then she agrees to do it. The black woman said like, you're not paying me enough money. Yeah. And then the white guy was like, I'll do it for that money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, I, and he's also like, uh, I'll do it for that money, but I don't want to be on camera. Like you have to be on camera. He's like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't know, whatever. And then, the, and then in the next episode, like, uh, they're trying to cast the lead of the movie, and it's gonna be like a a, a child. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a science fiction movie, and uh, Miko, re- the whatever the director is Miko, and she she wants this one girl, and then everyone else is like, no, you should go for the other. And she's like, I don't want that other girl. I want mm-hmm. this girl. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm feeling. And then everyone else is like, ah, you have to do the other girl. Oh, no. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. I would yeah. feel. What the heck? Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, the, the whole thing with Project, it seems so stressful. And it seems very realistic. Like, I'm sure these sort of projects yeah. are always fucked to hell. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. every movie, pretty much. Like, you rarely get something that, you know, somebody has complete creative control. And it's like, no, HBO, who's underwriting this thing, they're saying, no, you have to go with the other person. That's just going to have be how it is. They're paying for it. Whatever. Yeah. And I guess, like, yeah, I don't know. That's probably a realistic look. But also, I don't know. You kind of hope that, like, it would be cool if there was a version of the Project Greenlight show that was, I don't know, like, it's, 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 it's a weird line to try to, to, to walk if they're trying if they're trying to say like we we're trying to we're we're we're, we're discovering like fresh voices fresh perspectives that like have something to say mm-hmm. and then uh just try to plug them into like a kind of uh uh committed to death script yeah you know yeah. like wouldn't you want a version of it that's like let's find something like um do you have ideas for a story like yeah or like, what's a story that you're super excited about and let's right. like get writers to help you write it out or like maybe you are a writer and you have the thing that you're really passionate about like that's the story you want to tell but no it's like kind of this uh kind of just bog standards you know science yeah. fiction thing that like they like the, the writers netflix in it. show yeah netflix exactly movie. it's very yeah netflix schlock vibes yeah um or, I mean, but this one's HBO, so, you know, it turns out HBO maybe makes some not good movies, <laughs> yeah, ben too. Yeah, loves, Ben loves this C-list movie, yeah. 
um because it's on hbo yeah uh and it's also interesting too that like the writer of this screenplay too like it's like it's i mean it's a white guy and he doesn't even seem that particularly attached to it. He's like, yeah, they kind of wanted me to like write a script in a week. So I just kind of, he just kind of shat something out really quick. Right. And they're like, the script's not that good. Let's like work. So why did they pick that script? I'm so curious. Yeah. It's very Why weird. did it need to be, it, it seemed to be very much what they wanted was like it fulfilled. I'm like, I'm sure behind the scenes of the, of, I want a Project Greenlight of behind the scenes of Project Greenlight. Yeah. But like, I'm sure there was some, dumbass like lowest common denominator executive decision that like um the thing that we need to produce it needs to hit these quadrants of mm-hmm. like audience appeal genre you know yeah. budget and tone kind of thing and it's just going to be like it needs to be a low budget high concept sci-fi with a uh young girl yeah and then it's like it, it like I guess stranger things. <laughs> We're just yeah. doing stranger things. Right. Um like, well, who uh, do we really care about that? Yeah. It's interesting. There probably are and and, and the other thing is to like if if it is something like you could you could get that <laughs> from people who really care about it, I'm sure. Like maybe yeah. that is like the, those quadrants would be something that somebody really cares about but so so much it was so clearly just the a sort of a hey can someone put together a stranger things like mm-hmm. okay here you go yeah anyway i'm gonna keep watching it i was on the subreddit today reading about how was reading people's responses to it and uh yeah people seem to be pretty seem to, people seem to be more mad at the person who was chosen to be the director than anyone else even though they are mad at the producers of it too they're like oh she just has bad communication she squandered her opportunity but i mean that's kind of probably what the show wants you to think i think so too but i think they said they didn't maybe you know maybe she she could have done a better job communicating but also the producers didn't seem to set her up for success that well and also i don't know that's just the shit situation. I would do not. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you would like thrive in that kind of environment. Maybe I should, should go back and watch the other ones. See how, see how, how a man handles it. <laughs> Which see appara- how they present it. See how they, see how they present it. And apparently like, I don't think any there, I don't think there's any project green light alum that have gone on to. Oh, it's not a successful program. Yeah. I should check myself on that. I don't, I mean, they got a movie know. made, I guess. The, yeah, you get a movie made, and they're yeah, just a low low percentage game. Anyway, we've we've been we we have been watching some other stuff together. Have we? Yeah. Um. Oh, we we are we restarted leftovers, a leftovers watch. Yeah, that I feel like we restarted a long time ago, and then we like. Keep repicking it up. Yeah, we've repicked it up recently. I want to. I want to start the second season to keep our momentum. Yes, I agree. That's a good show. It's a very good show. I saw that there were some clips going around on Twitter of what I had to figure, do some digging to figure out was Lost, um, because I was watching it. Oh. And it was. Uh, did you ever watch Lost? No. Okay. Um, and I was. It's the same guy, Damon Lindelof. And J.J. Uh-huh. Abrams, I guess, did Lost too, but like Damon Lindelof did Leftovers. I was trying to f- follow like what is going on. Everyone's talking about this like bald guy in a wheelchair who did like put an orange in his mouth kind of thing. I'm like, what the fuck show is this? People are talking about how great this show is. No one's saying the name of the show. Uh, I think it's Lost. I see. <laughs> I saw a clip that on Twitter that I thought was from the Leftovers because it had the preacher guy christopher eccleston yeah talking to talking to god yeah that's leftovers i don't remember that at all i think that's in the third season when they're on the boat okay remember well the i'm boat? looking forward to getting to that like the party. animal sex party don't remember that at all but people are dressed as animals to be clear um in australia okay yeah it's weird the at those actors i forget the the guy who plays quote unquote god because like the cool part about the show is that like matt believes it's god yeah and 
it could be the that's the that's the coolest thing about the leftovers i think is that that guy could be god or just some guy fucking with matt yeah and you just don't know and it's just as profound either way Mm -hmm. um but i think they are both doing each other's accents and i think the, the guy pretending to be uh god is american doing a british accent uh, and Christopher Eccleston is British doing an American accent. That's fun. Yeah. That's cute. Isn't he? Isn't Christopher Eccleston? Yeah, he is British. Yeah. Yeah. He was Doctor Who. Yep. He was one season of Doctor Who, and then they replaced him. People didn't like him as who? With David Tennant. I I think that he was Doctor Who when they rebooted it, and so I think that that's probably a hard thing to come into. I don't know if people liked him or not. I know people love David Tennant. Yeah. And so, and they keep bringing David Tennant back. Do they really? Yeah. He keeps hooing it? Yeah, apparently. I used to keep up on that and watch the new seasons. As Who's your favorite out. doctor? Who? <laughs> I think, okay, I really did like. You were, you, you were, you were probably a big fan like in, in the Matt Smith era. I was in the Matt Smith era. I was a big fan of Matt Smith. Yeah. But I do think David Tennant is probably the best. Yeah. 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 But Matt Smith was fun. That was that was an era. That was a time. Did you wa- watch any of the Jodie Whittaker doctors? I don't think I did. I'd like to. I like her. Yeah, she's cool. And I now, watched some there, of the now Peter, there's a new doctor. I it? watched some of the Peter Capaldi mm, mm-hmm. before Jodie like Whittaker. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, now there's a new doctor. I don't remember who it is. They have playing. Uh, wasn't there a controversy because it's like the first black doctor? Yeah, I think so. I think it's a black guy. They had to ease into it with a white woman. Yeah. That was something I thought was interesting when I learned I learned in my the one gender class that I took was that like if in pop culture diversity, um women automatically coded as white and black automatically coded as man. So interesting. Like, I don't know, like white woman and black man, kind of like a similar like diversity like level. Yeah, like uh, uh, rub- on the on the rubric kind of uh, thing. Like if you're gonna put together like a stock image of how diverse your company is, you put like a white woman and a black man together. Like uh, I mean, and then you could put you could probably put a white woman in a wheelchair next to them. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I don't know. You, some other folks in there for the next the. Uh, the the thing that I love about stock imagery is that like it's you the the old white man is never the boss. Oh, like, yeah. If if, <laughs> if 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 a company really knows what's up, they are always having a young black woman like over the shoulder of the old white man on the computer, like pointing at the screen. <laughs> like this is what you need to click on, old man. Uh-huh. Like I'm your boss. Like I'm the one keeping you late, not the other way around. <laughs> Obviously, it's the way the way it works at this company. <laughs> <laughs> what else have we been watching? Finished Righteous Gemstones. Yep, that was good. We've been on some how to. Yep, made me want to get my ears cleaned. Yeah. Yes. I thought the bathroom episode was funny. Yes, the ba- that was the, funny. The the the, ba- the, the self cleaning bathrooms in New York. Yeah, would one. you go into one of those? Would I would I go into them? Yeah. Would you use it? Yeah. Probably if I had to. I probably prefer not to. Yeah. Yeah, what would you do in New York City if you had to go to the bathroom? I think that's a I think that's a big problem. <laughs> uh seems to be. Yeah. I just I would I just saw on, on, on Twitter today someone talk about how um it's bad that there are not that many places to go to the bathroom in uh New York City, but there is a secret joy to be had in uh, sneaking into a nice place to take a horrible shit. Ah, that seems to be kind of one of the one one of the ways you have to handle it. I am sure that that option is reserved for. Uh, I think he was a lawyer, like a white man lawyer, that was like uh, making that yeah. point on on Twitter. That like, yeah, you probably can't do that if you like are unhoused, you know. And, yeah can't just walk into the ritz and take a shit um that's what gets me about that show is how the scale of new york whatever that episode they they have the whole like uh section of 
queens that's like below sea level and all of that. Oh yeah. Yeah, like I don't know, just there's a whole I don't know. It's a really big place, I guess, New York City. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people. A lot of people. A lot of space too. Like you could like there it it kind of it, I, there's so many people in New York. I'm surprised it's not all like Manhattan kind of thing. You know, like why isn't it all like skyscraper apartments? Mm-hmm. Like there's so many people. Why isn't it all of, but you like you have like houses in New York City too? It's nuts to me. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Man. I don't know. Stupid observation. No. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't have much to add to it. I'm just distractedly thinking about how I want to bring up the guy I dated who took a shit in a urinal at a fancy restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't you. No. I didn't do that. No, you didn't do that. So, y- so you, you can feel comfort in It does seem like you have you a type. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I'm learning. Dudes who have bowel problems. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I would do that. I mean, actually, I, I'm sure you really he had to go. Yeah, exactly. The stalls were taken up. Uh-huh. You're in the bathroom. It's the only option. I guess you could try and go to the women's room. No, you can't do that. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's probably rare that you don't, that you get, that you can't just go directly into the trash can. Like oh, there's like a, maybe there was a trash can there. That, like, in, sometimes it's the, the trash can is just the like, just sort of right below the paper towel dispenser that's like on the wall. Like, I don't know how you would get yeah. your ass into that. But yeah. like, if it was just like a freestanding like trash can, like I think you try to do that first. I don't know what the fuck you do if someone comes in <laughs> while you're doing that or like comes out. Nobody, of the nobody came in, but another one of my friends did go in afterwards and brought it up at the table at the dinner table. Oh, he like came out and like tried like like normal face it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like came and like had dinner afterwards, and then no. another one of my friends went in and was like, "Somebody shit in the ur- ur- urinal," and uh. I didn't find out until after the dinner that that's insane to me. <laughs> Not that you have to come out and tell everybody. Right. But that's something that you need to run away from <laughs> is kind of the thing. You need to leave that. You can sit down and eat dinner after that. I think that's the also the dinner where we had like snails or something gross. Before the shit? No, I think afterwards. <laughs> this is in Grinnell? No, it was oh. in Budapest. Oh, okay. Well, th- I think that's how you use urinals there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Eastern Europe. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I would be so that- scared to do that in a foreign country. <laughs> like, is it the type of thing that they, like, put you in jail for? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. That's Probably not. nuts. You can't continue dinner after shitting in a <laughs> urinal? Wow. At least I would have the self-respect to... You don't want to ruin dinner. <laughs> I would have the self-respect to ruin dinner. <laughs> I just like speed walk out of there and text you. <laughs> be like, yeah, I'm back at the hotel. <laughs> yeah. Venmo you the like <laughs> forty bucks. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> take your time. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, what other sort of updates can we give on what we've been watching? Um. Let's see if any of the I've been listening to books. Yeah, you've been you've been booking, booking I finished it up. the Wheel of Time series, which is was I think thirteen books, fourteen books? I think thirteen. Uh and each of the books were probably about I don't know pages now, I just know time, like forty hours, which is a big, big book. It took me like nine months or something. Wow. Yeah, I, I feel like if you a were lot of them weren't very good. Hard, you could. Oh, the whole series took you nine months, not a forty-hour book. Oh yeah, no, the whole series. Damn, thirteen books in nine months. I mean, I read other books in that time too because I had to wait for them to come in from the library. I can get through like I a, mean that's I can amazing. Get through like a sixteen-hour book in like a few days, two or three days. I, sh- but that's because <sighs> I get obsessive about it and just like just do that. No, that sounds nice to me. I gotta, I gotta do. I, 
I feel so bad. Don't like, feel bad. Why do you feel okay? I'll let you finish your sentence. <laughs> like my friend Megan reads all the time. She like reads like a book a week. Mm-hmm. She like would she'll do like the fifty two books a year challenge. Yeah, book a week. I can see that. Sorry, but I can see that. I have maybe read fifty two books in my life. <laughs> Wait, you didn't? I thought you were a book kid growing up. I'm counting that. I've read zero books. Okay, probably, but when you were a kid, in the last like ten years. When you were a kid, did you like, like I would stay up. I would read books for hours. Did you do that? I would do that with like a new Harry Potter book okay. or like a series I got hooked on. Okay. So yeah, you know the, you know the feeling. Yeah. Just or just like being able to. I just I just fucking can't read. I'm dumb as shit. No. I. All right. Yeah. Why would that mean that? Good point. That's a good point. That's a great point. And now you're going to be mad because I'm going to go the other way. Because not I, to be clear, I'm not talking about my friend Megan here. But like the there's a lot of people who like say they read a lot. Mm-hmm. Or like and I believe they read a lot. Yeah. I am so much smarter than so many of them. Yes. Cuz that's not what reading means. That, that, that's true. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, you should be reading some shit that makes you smarter because, damn, you got to get your numbers up, (laughs) your IQ numbers up. I sure don't. I just read sci-fi and fantasy. But that sounds nice. There's something about it that is probably a reason that I want to do it and is also getting in the way of me doing it. That's, Mm. like, it means something to, like, be a reader or, like, read books. It's some sort of, like, I don't know. You've attached some moral value to it. Yeah, yeah, and but yeah, okay. And so the thing is, like, no, you shouldn't do that. You should just like read some easy stuff and like whatever. Um, whatever, just like have have fun with it. But like the thing is, I know that like like the greatest art ever created is like right there. Like I'm, I'm looking like like Moby Dick is right there on the shelf, and like. There's there's a there's a certain level of like human expression that's like in those pages like oh don't worry about it like just read like something easy or something like, but no like that like I'm sure that that's but that's right there but I can't make myself do it because it's hard and the easy stuff's hard too <laughs> <laughs> I like fully need to you you were listening to Lord of the Rings for a bit what happened with that I mean I don't I've not read Lord of the Rings so. I can't say. I feel like that... Moves are better. Yeah. Ego is fucking on and on, dude. <laughs> okay, but for a while you were like, I can't listen to books. Like, I can't pay attention. Yeah, and that that is that is true. And I think but it only I wonder... got as far in The Lord of the Rings because I already had seen the movie. Oh, okay. If I'm listening... I would say I would try and listen again, but that's probably my own biases. No, you're right. that's what you're I right. do. I wonder if I should try buying an audiobook and a <laughs> physical book yeah i think that uh like kindle and audible have a thing like a mm. whisper let's call like whisper sync or something or like you can listen to it and then you can read it i might try that just yeah. to see i i'm i'm too hooked on podcasts i can't i like if i'm listening i can't even i can't listen to music or read anymore like i need to be if I'm hearing voices, if I'm listening to something, it's got to be podcast. It's got to be a conversation, mm. which seems like yeah. Which I would just like to add. I would like to experience what else the world has to offer. I have so my thing is when I'm listening to a book, I am also doing a puzzle on my phone or like a mm. chore. Mm. But like if I'm listening to a podcast, then I can do word games but i can't do a word game if i'm listening to a book hmm so i I am and then and then if i try and do like a puzzle while i'm listening to a podcast i'm like eh, i'd rather be listening to the book i've trained my brain in that way which i don't know if that's good because it 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 does just mean i'm on my phone all the time well i think if if you can turn screen time into book time then that's fine or i don't know that would be okay for me you're not really gaming on your phone. So I th- that's what I'm thinking. It's like I need to get into a phone game and then that way I can listen to books. 
But you need to get into a phone game that doesn't require you to read anything. Yeah. Like solitaire or something. Yeah. Anyway. I'll just I'll just get into like gambling. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> that no, I feel like that would require too much cognitive power. Mm. You too much decision making. Puzzle is like kind of like the perfect level because yeah. I probably don't want to get into any actual phone. I don't want to, you don't want to get into like Candy Crush that's just gonna like right. Because that's designed to just soak up your entire brain. Yeah. And just fry it. Hmm. Maybe it's not a phone. Maybe it's a whittling, you know, or something Uh, like that. (laughs) Folding laundry. I'll just get you to do all of the laundry. (laughs) I would do that. I don't mind folding laundry at all. Um, What time are we at? Yeah, we've done enough. We've gone over an hour. Wow. I feel like now we're just talk, talking. Hey, that's 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 podcasting, baby. <laughs> the uh, only other one, one I was gonna thing I was gonna bring up was our gummies story. Gummies? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they're melatonin gummies. Yes. Oh, the melatonin. I told Ben they were CBD. Oh, you told them they were CBD. No, they're melatonin gummies for kids. Gotcha. I thought they were CBD gummies for kids. No. <laughs> Well, Jeez, Louise. I don't know. You don't know? There's six of them in our house. <laughs> they're I was wondering why I'm look, not getting high. Everywhere you I'm look, just taking they're them, just in the cupboard, out. they're on the table. Yeah, well, someone, so someone has our address listed for like an erroneous Amazon subscription. Well, and it's somebody who sent something to our house for my sister's baby shower. Yeah one time and now we just get and the, this one this over and over that again. address is now in their amazon and i need to communicate with the people involved but i don't want to i thought that had already been i thought it had already care. been done as well but i don't think i i don't think i did it i trusted that other people did it so you're learning a valuable lesson you can't trust others if you want something done you got to do it yourself yep no i don't know yes or we could do, what are we going to do with all these gummies? <laughs> well, my mom, I talked to my mom on the phone today and she was saying she was having trouble sleeping and I almost brought up, hey, I've got some melatonin gummies if you want. So maybe I'll just give them all to her. There you go. Yeah, I don't know what we're going to do. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll try and take some tonight. They're for children ages three to five, Zoe. And? You are not within, you are not the intended. I'll take body. 10 of them. <laughs> No matter how many you take, you're, that's not going to make you a child between three and five. That's not how medicine works. Oh, you know how medicine works. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Do you, does it say like if you're, you know, if you're 20 years old? I don't old, think it says three to five. I think, think five it says three plus. But it does say children. It's for children. This is mommy's bliss. <laughs> <laughs> that's the brand. It's mommy's bliss. <laughs> hmm. Okay, I guess. I don't know. Do you know what's... Okay. I feel like I should send them to the person that they're intended for, but that's annoying. They should just fix their address. Yeah. And also... Their kids have been awake for months. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm legitimately nervous about you taking them because you're not a child. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have melatonin... For adults in our cabinet. Is that good for you? Isn't that bad for you? It's supposed to help you sleep. I thought it was fake shit. It, thought it, it might be, but that doesn't mean so that doesn't mean it's bad for but you. But it's like it's fake. Th- well not fake. It's like Yeah, I take Yeah, I take freaking um <laughs> penicillin for my fucking infection. Like you know, some fake shit like that. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh no, I thought there was I think some... for people with like real sleep disorders, it probably isn't effective enough. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know like about real it. Medicine. I don't think it just take oxycontin. Does a lot. Just take that. Yeah. I don't have any of that. Actually I might. No. Oh, I think I got rid of them. Good. I had some uh from when I got my wisdom teeth out like five years ago. That I had been carrying around, but I think I threw it out. Oh, I forgot you got your wisdom teeth out while we were together. You were in Texas. That's right. That's why I don't have like in person 
yeah. memories of it all happening. Mm-hmm. I have to take these dogs outside. Okay. I've got business to attend to. They do have business. Good luck with your business, dogs. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for coming on. This was this was fun to check in with like the kind of stuff that we've been watching. Yeah. Because, uh, I don't know, sometimes I just watch, I watch something that Ben doesn't, and so, you know, we can't like really talk about it that well together. I'll do Ben. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. And then he'll do the same I'll thing check it, back, I'll check right? It out. Yeah. Where like I can't really do much with whatever he watched. So Yeah. Nice. I want well, never mind. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> what do you want? I I wanted to ask Ben if he's seen this movie and then I tried to think of the name of the movie and I oh, couldn't movie remember we it. CC and Mark? Yeah. It means dandelion in Japanese. And it's about food in a restaurant. It's three syllables. And it starts with T, right? It's like Tom I want to say tampoco or tampopo, but like it's like it's the Spanish word a mi tampoco. Tampopo. Is it tampopo? Maybe. Anyways, I liked that movie. The it food was good. Movie. Yeah, the food movie. I liked parts of that movie. Yeah. You know which parts? The parts that didn't. The non horny parts. The non. Yeah, <laughs> the non sex parts. Yeah. Anyways. All right. All right. I, yeah, I'm the. I'm. I'm the. I, I have to. This is a test to see if Ben listens to the podcast. I don't think he will. <laughs> he might. I think he does. Okay. Ben, if you listen to the, to the podcast, what's the what's the code word that he needs to? Oh, it is Tom Popo. Tom Popo. Tom Popo. Nice. I remembered it. Nice. Yo. What? This says it has one hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Damn. Susie has very good taste. Audience score ninety three percent. Tomato meter one hundred percent. Tomato meter. I say it tomato meter. Tomato meter. <laughs> Tomometer. <laughs> 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 so, okay. All right. Good night. Goodbye. Goodbye.